Hello everyone and welcome to 1v1 with Boss Rush Games. I'm your host, Celeste Roberts of Nintendo Power Block and another Zelda podcast. Today I have the pleasure of interviewing Aaron Grubb, a Zelda fan, photographer, and musician. And currently, as many of you may already know, Aaron is working on his album of Zelda cover songs. Welcome Aaron, thank you for joining me today. Hi, thanks for having me. Oh my goodness, your shirt is awesome. Do you want to show people what your shirt is? If you're on YouTube, guys, or if you're not on YouTube right now, you should go to our YouTube channel because his shirt is so cool. Yeah, it's the Great Wave. It's that Japanese painting with uh, uh, somebody put Wind Waker Link over here with the boat. It's pretty awesome. I love it's, it. It's hard, I hard love, to find, too. <laughs> I love seeing people blend different media and fame into famous paintings like that. Yeah. It's really clever. Well, how are you doing, Aaron? How how is your November going? Uh, a little crazy. <laughs> uh, um, it's it's already I have three kids, um, just so everybody can understand uh, what's going on here. Um, so that makes everything ten times harder. Um so uh I've got that going on, but then um all the other, you know, Thanksgiving's happening and, and uh I'm trying to finish up licensing and, and everything for the album. Like today is, well, it is, hopefully it's the last day I have to deal with it, but um, before it is going out into the world. But um, I've uh, just, you know, if anybody's wondering, uh, it should be coming out on January 1st. What a great so, start to 2021. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's kind of a, a New Year's resolution in a way, you know. Yeah, that, you know, that's awesome. To, yeah. Well, and that's why it took me so yeah thank you that's why it took me so long to get it out is like um like lockdown happened so like three kids are at home with me trying to you know and trying to get music done or anything where you have to focus um is really hard so um uh i guess that means i've uh, stepped it up a little bit um because um, I can be a little bit too laid back sometimes. So uh, I, I had to work pretty hard to get that actually done this year. That takes a lot of discipline, I'm sure. Yeah. Well, Aaron, what? let's talk about your history with video games, because, of course, Zelda is a video game. So right. what were some of your first video games, some of your first experiences? Well, um, I'm old. <laughs> oh. <laughs> um, so... Uh, uh, let me see. I think we were visiting a friend's house when I was maybe six, and they had an NES, um, and I think that was the only um, console I knew of at the time. Um, but uh, I think he was playing. I think he was playing Legend of Zelda. I think that was one of the first games I ever saw on a console. That and and Mario and um, Contra um, and Duck Hunt, uh, of course. Um, so and, and obviously, you know, who who wouldn't be uh, obsessed um, after watching that? And I was the youngest of three kids, so uh, I didn't get to play a lot of that when I uh, got to see it. So um, another problem here is that uh, my parents never let us get a console, so I was oh. always like obsessed with like every time I went to a friend's house, somebody who had one, uh, I would be um, just transferred trying to play all I could but um uh so we went to a few friends houses that have 
you know, all those games. Um, but uh, what we did get uh, instead of a console was, um, uh, I think it was the original Macintosh, actually. And uh, they're actually really ahead of their time. So uh, there's some pretty good games there. Um, I'm not going to name them all because nobody will know what I'm talking about. But uh, they had good graphics um you know for for a six to eight year old um it was pretty incredible but um anyway so um that was my first uh introduction to games that i could actually play independently you know without five people trying to take turns you know at somebody else's house um let me look at my notes here um Macintosh is that's the one we don't hear very often whenever we ask that question. That's pretty right. cool. I yeah, love it. <laughs> it's because my dad was kind of obsessed with technology. So we had a, uh, a Betamax camcorder. We had the Macintosh and then he, we had some, we, I, I think, I don't know if we actually owned the Laserdisc player, but uh, you don't hear that very often either. Uh, Laserdisc, maybe we just borrowed it or rented it or something, but I remember having a bunch of so if, if somebody out there doesn't know, um, the laser disc is kind of like a compact disc, except it's like almost as big as a record, it's huge. Um, but it has all that digital information on there just like a CD or DVD does. Wow, we've come such a long way <laughs> when you look back. <laughs> yeah, very quickly too. Um, um, yeah, I guess that's, um, it was all the way until I was, um, maybe 19 or 20 21 maybe i was like 21 before i like bought my own consoles um but in between that time like i spent a lot of time with people like even just watching them play um uh zelda games like um my best friend moved in with me when i um and i watched him play hours of wind waker and that got me that that kind of rekindled my um love for Nintendo and uh, I mean I was always like I never stopped being obsessed with Zelda and Mario but um, uh, that kind of got me back into it and then my wife um, uh, all like it's funny I never got to play it but um, uh, I mean I did later but like during that time I just like watched other people play played uh, Wind Waker and Twilight Princess and um, uh, Skyward Sword and then Breath of the Wild. And then now I'm finally playing Breath of the Wild. But I did um, play some Wind Waker and Skyward Sword and uh, some of the originals um, here and there, but um, not as much as I would have liked. But um, throughout that time, just hearing all that music was uh, just like, it's just so catchy. And, um, and now uh, digging into the music, um, I, I kind of have a new appreciation for it because I'm like, oh wow, that this this is really this is really good, um, you know, writing or you know whatever. Like I don't know how he came up with so many good songs, but um, I mean mostly Koji Kondo, but I, I know there's other composers in there. Um, yeah. Oh, um, sorry, I think I was I interrupted myself uh, when I was about 21. I finally bought an Xbox and. Um, and now my family has a Wii U and a Wii and a GameCube and stuff and a, a 3DS. That is awesome. So, hey, you've caught up. Hey, better late than never, I say. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that. And you did mention to me um, off air, you actually got to live in Japan 
and play the arcade games over there. I am very jealous. A lot of people are jealous. Yeah. Uh, And um, that was around the time when that was mostly all there was. I mean, I know that they were kind of developing their system in Japan there. And I don't know if it was released in the U.S. yet. Maybe it was. I don't know. But um, so it was like mainly arcade games for us. I mean, that was around the time that where like you'd go into an arcade and there's like 50 games in there. But um, uh, uh, this is a little bit off topic, but not, you know, it's still video games. Anyway, I do remember them debuting um, a game that would become one of my favorite arcade games. Um, I I was five or six. I I don't remember. But I remember waiting in line for this game. Um, I I believe it was Afterburner. I don't know if anybody even knows what that is, but it was an airplane game. I thought it was the coolest thing ever. But this this, uh, release of it was one of those ones that like had a hole like you climb into the the thing i think you even had to belt yourself in because when you turn the joystick the whole thing would rock what yeah it was amazing that sounds really cool and what part of japan were you in well um i don't remember much from the first place which is um sagamihara uh otherwise known as camp sama i I don't know how that works, but my dad worked for the Corps of Engineers, so that's why we were there. But uh, the second place we lived was Iwakuni, um, and the third place was Okinawa, um, someplace in Okinawa. Um, I don't know the region very well because I was six, but um, yeah. I bet it was so beautiful, though. Just what a great experience. Yeah. They are very innovative with their arcades because I... I lived there in 2012, and I really liked the Mario Kart in the arcade. That was yeah. really neat. Yeah, I wish I could have. Uh, I wish I could go back. Maybe I you will can. someday. Maybe <laughs> after 2020. Yeah. It's, uh, it gets a little better, but I'm sure you'll be able to go back one day and take it all in again. Yeah, I hope so. But speaking of beautiful scenery, you are really good at capturing beautiful scenery because you're a photographer. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> so what can you tell us about that? Because that's another art form. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I've been, well, okay. So as well as music, I, uh, I, I've also been interested in other art forms for as long as I can remember. So um, uh, I was always fascinated with cameras and, and taking pictures and video and all that. Um, uh, but you know, it take forever for me to actually get a camera. So, what happened? For how many years ago it was? But I um, started buying those um, disposable cameras, which you rarely see anymore. But uh, my purpose there was not just to take pictures, but to convince my parents that uh, uh, they should buy a camera. Um, so I would ride my bike around this, you know. Uh, everywhere in Walla Walla here and take pictures of things. And they finally did get me like this point and shoot camera at some point, a really cheap thing anyway. Um, but um, at some point I was finally able to get a real a real camera. Um, and uh, about eight years ago, I got more serious about it and started actually making money with it. And, uh, um, and now I kind of, uh, I would stay out of town, but um, that was one of the reasons I started getting burned out a while back, and um, I decided I needed another income stream, so that's why I started getting back 
talking to music, but um, uh, because I want to focus more on uh, kind of the same interest I share with music, which is like cinematic stuff and video games and, and cosplay, that kind of stuff. So uh, fancy lighting stuff is what I really love. Um, so um, so would like you... if somebody, you know, want I sorry, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask. So, do the do the technical aspects of photography interest you as well? Like you mentioned, lighting, and I, I know some photographers they're they're really into the high tech information and, and jargon in that world. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm I am uh, uh, technical. Wait, I don't know. Photographers and videographers have me come along to light things for them. That's uh, because awesome. I, I am. I'm, yeah, I'm good at that. Um, I just spent like three 12 hour days on a video shoot um, here uh, because he just, the guy just wanted to hire me for just doing live. Oh yeah, um, I, I saw I was your- supposed to be there for. I saw your pictures, yes, because you were up very early. Yeah, 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 oh man, that was, that was pretty crazy. Um, very exhausting. Um, three 12 hour days in a row, uh, getting cool. like five or whatever. Um, sorry, um, I lost track of where I'm at. So what I, I noticed that you, you have a little bit of a list of what kind of things you take pictures of as, so you do a lot of sci-fi mm -hmm. and cinematic and fantasy. Is that more for fun or are there people who... Hey, I, who say, hey, I want a professional to take these pictures of me. Um, uh, so far, I most of what I've done that way has been paid. Uh, thankfully, uh, that is awesome. Um, but uh, yeah, most of the personal projects I've done uh, just involve my kids, really. So. Um, uh, speaking of which, I mean, that was my next line item on here was um, uh, that's one thing that I'm hoping this whole music project will allow me to do is uh, take on more personal projects and do the things I like to do. Um, uh, uh, and the, the, there's one personal project I have in, you know, more in mind than others. Um, and that's one I'm doing with my daughter where we are writing a story a whole fantasy story <clears throat> and um, I'm doing a um, and in three of the pictures on there I, I have uh, five uh, pictures kind of taken and and the, the other two need to be edited but there's three pictures they can be on my photography Instagram uh, of the uh, project but um, so you know writing the, the photo series and uh, I kind of uh, started writing a musical thing to it too, um, pretending it's like a TV show or something. But uh, uh, just for so fun cool. on the music side, yeah, I, I think the end goal of the um, that project, I think I would like to see it in in book form, in written form. But um, uh, I have no idea where where that's going to end up. Um, I think yeah. you just have to keep going. And I love that you are combining all these different art forms and all these different passions for that. Yeah. 
That is really uh, neat. And it, um, it makes it feel bigger. You know, it's not just it's not just pictures. It's not just a story. It's it, you see you get to see the world from the author's point of view instead of you know when there's an artist that comes along and does a book cover. You're like, that's not what I imagined that to be. But and is that even what the author imagined it to be? I don't know. But in this case, like if you finally get to read my story, you'll be able to see the pictures as well. Because my daughter is, is the main character, kind of. So. Oh, what a beautiful way. It's a beautiful item to leave to your child. Yeah, hopefully I can get it done. Oh, I think you can. I think you can. Yeah. There are some people it takes them, you know, a few years to finish a story. But, hey, what matters is that it, it's finished. It, there's no race to it. You just got to work it in whenever you can. Yeah, the problem is, uh, is that um, she's grown out of the outfit I made for her oh! to wear. <laughs> So yeah, if, if we take part. any more, yeah, if we take any more pictures, we'll have to make a new one. Oh gosh, this is true. Why do kids have to grow? Why do they have to grow up? <laughs> yeah. That I love it. I, you did send me um, one of the pictures that you had taken of her, and it was just, it was so beautiful. I'm a big fan of Neen Thomas and Amy Brown, the fairy art a lot. Those illustrators, and to see. Uh, that ethereal photography just it looks so cool and what beautiful memories you're making with her too yeah yeah I, she, she's always asking when the next photo shoot's gonna be <laughs> maybe she'll be a model one day Erin I think she'd probably like that yeah <laughs> <laughs> like it's it's not just these photos that she um, asks about it's like any photo shoot when can we just go out and you know take some pictures you know <laughs> that is awesome. And you um you had mentioned to me that what takes up a lot of your time are photo shoots for families, high school senior portraits, business headshots, weddings, real estate, the like the typical photography stuff, so to speak. Yeah. Well, yeah, I, I would say a typical small town photographer that uh can't, you know, afford to really um focus on a genre, if you will. Um, so, I mean, and, you know, and that's kind of my point earlier was that, you know, um, getting a second income stream would allow me to kind of focus on, uh, a certain type of photography or, or, you know, at least, uh, stop doing some kind of photography. Like if I never had to shoot another house again, I would be pretty happy. So, <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. All those fun, um, pictures for Zillow and those kind of websites. Yeah, right. You know, and sometimes it's um, for sale by owner. They just, I don't know if, where they do that. Well, maybe they do, they do that on Zillow or something. I can't maybe. remember. Maybe. They just post I, it on I, social media. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I, I do work with um, a lot of real estate agents, you know, sometimes too. But yeah. Um, yeah. Anytime somebody sends me an email, most, most of the time I should say, I, I feel like I can't say no. <laughs> because you know it's it's a small town there's a lot of photographers here so so how how much of your time is dedicated to that each week you would say um well <laughs> since lockdown um it's it's actually been very little um uh, which i you know i since you know I, earlier i said I, I was getting burned out i you know i didn't i wasn't too sad about it <laughs> except for you know you know i want to pay my bills too but um 
it did give me a little bit extra time to work on music, so that's good. Um, the silver lining. <laughs> yeah, but before, for example, before my uh, youngest son was born, um, like my business was going up and up and up and up, and I was spending, you know, hours and hours every day just edit, just like nonstop, whether that be videos or photos or, or uh, whatever the client wanted. Um, but after he was born, I cut back because I knew I couldn't handle all that work because um, my wife works full time. Um, and so I kind of just, I, I had no choice but to be at home with the kids um, and then just kind of schedule my stuff outside of that. So, um, yeah, I kind of got myself into trouble that that fall when he was born because I, like, I, I signed a bunch of contracts and said, you know, yes, I will be at your wedding and uh, take video or photo or whatever. And uh, then we found out uh, we were going to have him and uh, I ended up having very little time to do a mountain of work. So uh, I think that's part of the one of the reasons I kind of I was kind of getting burned out, too, just because, uh, um, you know, dealing with unhappy people and stuff like that just kind of oh. ruins it for you gosh you know a, a joyous event should bring out the best in people but i imagine you've dealt with some negativity negativity <laughs> in your years yeah. as a photographer too yeah well before that i don't i had only dealt with one really negative person in like five years so uh <laughs> I mean, and I've heard other photographers talk about it, and like this photographer has had like three people this year that, that like ruined their their time, you know. And this other wow. photographer like is talking all the time about this like horrible people they worked with. I'm just like, I don't know, am I just lucky? I don't know. But I worked with some like amazing people, and I think those people kept me going um, uh, through the kind of negative times, but. Um, I think I'm ready to, uh, um, I, I mean, that's what I love about this music so far is like, if, if somebody doesn't like my music, they just go to the next song, you know, they don't, they don't go to my page and, and complain about it. They don't go like, ah, why'd you have to make this song? You know, I'm like, no, they don't, they don't say a thing. I never hear a negative thing. It's great. I mean, eventually if, if I did get pop, like more popular, I'd probably get some dumb dumb messages but um, <laughs> I, I've, I've only had good interactions with um, I don't want to call them fans because they're not really fans. they're they're just people that like have enjoyed my music and want to tell me you know I think that's and, a fan I think that's yeah a fan. yeah don't be modest that's a fan <laughs> that's what I think a fan is <laughs> yeah okay well if you're out there listening thank you very much for those positive messages because I really appreciate it and you know, speaking of which, you're you're one of those people that like left positive feedback on my my stuff. So thank you. Oh gosh, when we get to your Zelda album, oh my goodness, <laughs> I have to tell you that about one of the songs. Oh my goodness. <laughs> <laughs> but let's let's talk about music. So we've talked about video games, photography, right. and now we're gonna talk about your. I would is this your number one passion? Is that fair to say? Yeah, you know, um, uh, that's interesting that, you know, you call it my number one passion because 
that was the that was that's the first thing I ever wanted to do. I think um, besides just you know the regular kid thing of like I want to be what my dad is, you know. Oh. Um, so you know, uh, I think when I was like five or so, I started begging my parents to get a piano because I'd be listening to the music that we're listening to in the car. I'd be like, "What is that?" You know, and they'd be like, "Oh, it's a piano." Like I want to, I want to play that. You know, and then you know, just bugging my parents over and over again until they um, found a, a cheap piano that somebody would deliver. You know, because um, my parents are very frugal, they they wouldn't have uh, gotten it if it was expensive. So. Um, they got a cheap piano. It turned out to be a pretty nice piano, actually. It was just people just wanted to get rid of it, I guess. But um, and then I uh, got piano lessons. So I actually got the piano when I was six and, and got piano lessons throughout the until I was in like high school, I think. Um, I was never at the level of like I was never uh, ever going to be a classical like pianist or something. Um, I was never that good. Um, I I think I think the way I'd explain it is. Um, like I'm not as much of a performer as um, I think of myself as a composer um, because you know there would be a recital and I'd go up there and my hands would get cold and I like like I'm like I would just forget like all of the notes like that I was supposed to play and the muscle memory is gone you know it's just like ah you know so um, I I you know I have played on stage since then you know like uh, from when I was um, I led some music in, in church and, and things like that, um, almost by myself, um, which wow. was kind of uh, crazy, um, like singing and playing at the same time, which was a new adventure. Uh, Lots of gospel then, or like more? Um, more more just kind of like modern, modern music, mm-hmm. uh, uh, which is easier to play than, than oh. some of that. Stuff you're talking about but um yeah so i i didn't even write that in my notes um but yeah um that's my experience on on stage well basically in front of people so when i can hide behind a guitar guitar electric guitar acoustic guitar it's easy if you're just strumming chords it's easy to be in front of people you kind of feel like you're protected behind your instrument nobody's gonna come talk Uh, to me yeah (laughs) If I was just standing up there with a microphone, I would but anyway. Were you in band in school too? Like as an um, extra extracurricular activity? Yeah, in in um in middle school I was. Like sixth, seventh grade, I played the saxophone. Um and I, I did enjoy that. Um and I did specifically pick the saxophone because I thought it was cool. Uh but then it, uh, I, you know, kind of realized that wasn't the instrument for me. Not only because it was falling out of uh, a favor in popular music but because you can only play one note at a time you know and Mm -hmm. I kind of like the ability to be able to play an instrument um and at that point I couldn't really sing and play at the same time um in middle school but um I kind of like the idea of being able to play a whole song by myself not having to be in a large group of people Mm -hmm. band is a it's a great way for kids to develop discipline in addition yeah. to learning how to play music, you have to practice. You have to work with a team. Right. You have to learn so much. Music and and math, I suppose you could say, are the universal languages. Yeah. I don't 
I don't think they read different notes in other countries. Yeah. Um, Maybe. That's an interesting question. I, I think most most of the world uses the same system, but um, I, uh, you know, there's some places where they have, um, uh, what do they call them? Like the notes between the notes, like semitones or, mm -hmm. or um, something like that. Like in India, like with the, um, like uh, even some of the singing or like the, I think the sitar even has some notes between our notes, oh. you know, and um, so, and, and then notation, I think there might be some other, I mean, like with some of those traditional instruments, I bet there's some uh, traditional notation as well. I just don't know. I don't know. I, I just know that I, I played flute and I, I never could play Flight of the Bumblebee. It's <laughs> a little, it's a little too intense. <laughs> yeah. I did, I did see somebody play Flight of the Bumblebee on the guitar once. <clears throat> and he was what? like, he was like 90 or 95 or something. Um, so <clears throat> I worked at a music shop in uh, Great Falls, Montana <clears throat> when I was there. And uh, there were, I met a couple, a couple famous people or, or maybe a few people connected to famous things, you know, whatever. <clears throat> um, but this one guy, um, he, I think he was like a long time ago. He played with Willie Nelson, like in like one of the earlier iterations of his band or something. Wow. Um, but he, like, even in his nineties, like, there's so much live music in Great Falls. Um, yeah, I so I heard secondhand that he like at one of these places he like got up on a table and <laughs> was like reaming on the guitar, like rocking out. Um, but they told me he played Father the Bumblebee. So when he came into the store, I was like, so um, I heard you could play Fly of the Bumblebee. And he was just like, he made it look like he was barely doing anything. He was like, I was like, wow, okay. On guitar. Um, on the guitar. Yeah. Oh my gosh. That's, <laughs> I, would... I wonder if he has a YouTube channel. Oh man, I don't know. That was a long time ago, so I don't think he's alive anymore. I think I checked, um, but he was he was super fun um, when he'd come into the store and stuff. I really enjoyed him. They have so many talented people out there. Yeah. And music is a way to discover that. And you were meant, you had told me that you did have a point where you realized I want to compose music. Yeah. Um, in high school, um, I, I, I probably thought about it before then, <clears throat> but um, from what I remember, it's like, it's just like, like I started, okay, so I had a friend who played the cello, and I was like, oh, I'm, I'm going to write you a cello part, you know, I'm going to, I never ended up doing it because I, I, I was all over the place back then, I, I didn't really have a focus, so, excuse me. Um, so I, you know, I would be making up something on the piano, and I'd want to chill apart, be like, "Hey, well, we need to get together and, and do this." And but you know, that requires the dedication of other people too. And I, I just think neither of us were quite motivated to do that. But I knew, I knew I wanted to. So you know, I started looking into how, like, the ranges of the instruments and, and how you write for them and stuff. Um, uh, but you know, it's it's only been recently that I actually put that to use. But um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, w while I was in Great Falls, I actually walked over to the university where um, 
the, you know, there's a, a music teacher who knew how to do all this stuff. And I asked him if he would uh, tutor me. Um, that ended up not happening for various reasons, but, um, uh, you know, I tried at least. So I was very interested. I think that was around when I was 19 or so. You won't know until you ask. That's yeah. Right. He was probably a pretty busy guy, so that's probably why. I know. It's 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 hard. Mentoring is uh, it's challenging <laughs> whenever you take someone under your wing. But it looks like, so fast forward to as you got a little bit older and more responsibilities started getting added to your plate. Were you able to keep up with music? Um, I tried for a while and then, um, like, uh, at some point, uh, we lived in a small apartment with my older two kids and I, I, uh, didn't have room for all my stuff. So uh, I sold my, my keyboard and I sold, um, I had, I think it was, yeah, I think I had two like guitars at that point, so I sold one of those. Ended up selling a guitar because I never played it because the kids would always fight when I turned it on. So, uh, you know. <laughs> um, and then um, a little later, I sold my other guitar and I kept my acoustic guitar. And I think that was all I had for a while. Um, uh, but then, you know, as I started to do photography uh, and taking care of the kids and all all these things, you know, taking up residence in my brain. Uh, it was really stressful. Um, you know, maybe some people can deal with that, but I, I need, to, I need to focus. So, I, I decided I'd take a break from music since it wasn't, you know, really working anyway, be, just because of how busy we were, and uh, you know, it's not like we had uh, some big room where I could go play. It's just, you know, we had a living room where every, you know, it's just chaotic. So, um, I decided I'd take a break from music and, and focus on photography for a while. Um, and that, that turned out to be a really good decision because um, when I decided to get back into it in, in 20, you know, December, 2019, I, I bought this little keyboard, decided I would try some electronic music or something, uh, which I haven't really done as much with. Um, uh, and it, that kind of, I kind of came into it fresh, you know, in, in it with a new new mindset, in a way, kind of more where I would have liked to be, would have liked to have been, um, you know, like 10 years ago or whatever. I don't know what happened in my brain, but uh, <laughs> it, it works more how I want to with music now. Um, That's incredible. Like, it, you took a little break, and I think you were able to approach it with a fresh mind, a fresh outlook, right? Yeah. Yeah, and maybe and maybe um, maybe pursuing photography and videography um, made me grow some new neural connections. You know, like creative, mm -hmm. creatively, like uh, able to uh, made me able to see things a little differently or something. Uh, if I had to guess, yeah. that would be it. Yeah, like what you're doing with this book with your daughter. Mm. Oh yeah, and example. writing. Yeah. Yeah, that's sometimes you have to step back, kind of like with any job or passion. I know. That's why it's so important to get up from your desk every so often oh, and just yeah. get away from a computer. I I personally don't like to look at a computer too much after I get yeah. off work because oh, 
staring at it all day. I mean, even with photography and videography, like, it's just like, uh, I want to just not be here. You know, Bless you, you for you, the you... editing. Yeah. Oh, gosh. It's, when I think of how much work you guys put into to editing photos, especially whenever people have special requests, mm, yeah. I, I don't know how you don't lose your mind. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, you edit for like eight hours or something, it's just like, uh, it's like, I never want to do this again. <laughs> I mean, some people, some people are, are better at that kind of thing. People that have a mind that could, that you could put to like accounting or something, you know, just mm -hmm. like, and not go insane. It's like, wow. Yeah. I wish I could do that, but not me. Yeah. You, you seem like you like to branch out and have some fun. With your yeah, and, and, and be a little bit free, you know, where mm -hmm. like if um, like when I was trying to finish up the album, I, you know, I was hitting some walls with a couple of the songs and I was just like frustrated and I could have, you know, I could have put my mind to it and maybe worked it out. But instead, um, as you saw in real time, instead of uh, working on that, I decided I would um play with these new virtual instruments I, I had and, and make a, a, a like some sort of Celtic theme song uh, that song um, I posted on Twitter oh it's so cool <laughs> I loved it but, it was neat and yeah thank you um, but then you know like uh, in the midst of this album my kids are just playing Pokemon nonstop, and um, you know I as I said electronic music like sometimes I just do something fun, you know, kind of, that's kind of refreshing as well, do something a little different. And I started, I started writing uh, a, a, a song for them to enjoy. Um, like it's, it's kind of Pikachu, um, based on Pikachu, but I, I try not to say anything in the song that's like copyrightable. So um, I'll, I'll like pepper in some um, uh, uh, hints of Pokemon all through it. Um, so if you're a Pokemon fan, uh, hopefully I'll, I'll put that out at some point, oh, but cool. like they're, they're, so I, I wrote it with lyrics, um, and you know, uh, like a driving kind of beat and some electric guitar and some synths, um, another catchy synth part. And, uh, um, we'll see how that goes, but yeah, I'm pretty excited about that one too. Oh, that's so sweet. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. And Man, I should I should have sent you the video too. Um, uh, as I was, I got a, a microphone finally, and um, I was kind of playing with the the vocals and trying to, cause you know my voice is out of shape. I'm trying to um, <laughs> retrain myself. Um, but so I, my my four year old wanted to to um, speak through the microphone. He hadn't gotten to yet. So I put the headphones on him and sat him down there, and I have this video of him because and, and he knew all the lyrics. Like, cause we had, we had like, you know, played it or sung it together enough that he knew all the lyrics. So I have this video where he's sitting there and he's like singing the song and then he gets excited in the chorus and it's hilarious. I love seeing kids get excited over that kind of stuff. <laughs> and music is a really good way to pump somebody up. Yeah. And do you sing a lot, Aaron? Um. I used to, I mean, you know, when I said that I, I played in church, I used to, I used to be like the, the, the 
the leader, um, so to speak. I, I, I didn't really like to speak <laughs> um, through the microphone, but you know, I, I would let somebody else do the speaking and I would, I would sing. Um, you know, wh whether that be in the car or at the piano at home or, or doing that back then, like I don't do that anymore, but, um, you know, I've, um, I've always been interested in singing. So have you recorded any songs, um, for any upcoming albums where you're singing or you're focusing mostly on the music part? Um, well, I mean, there's that Pikachu song that I, I was talking about. Um, and, and just as a side note, I, I thought about doing that song because my kids listen to so many of those fan-made, um, like, Pokemon songs. So I was like, well, I could do one of those um, <laughs> make, and make it really good. Um, but um, I, I also, you know, um, if you've looked at my Spotify or YouTube, um, you may have seen that I also have done some, like, covers of pop songs. Mm -hmm. Instrumental, instrumental ones. But um, uh, I've also... Um, like you've heard my album, but some of the people out there haven't heard it yet, but some of that sound that I'm developing on that album with this, you know, some of the, the cinematic sounds, I kind of was playing around with the other day and I started uh, working on this cover of a, a Radiohead song. And, uh, I, I, I thought it sounded pretty incredible. Um, I mean, I'm, I'm not, you know, uh, <laughs> it's, I mean, I'm just saying it sounded, it had this beautiful sound and i think a lot of people would enjoy that but um we'll see where that goes i, I might do that I, you know i do plan on writing some of my own music as well because i you know that's another thing that's on my spotify there's a there's a few original songs on there as well um, I, so in this year speaking of pop songs you covered fix is that fix you by coldplay or is that your original song um, that's that's uh, fix you by coldplay okay um, and that, that was actually the first one I did. I think I actually recorded it in December and didn't know what to do with it. Uh, or maybe I did in January. I think I maybe recorded it in January. I can't remember. <clears throat> but um, that was the first one I put out there. Uh, and I've gotten a good feedback on that. But you can kind of tell that's it's a little bit different sounding than my current. Like if you listen to that and then you listen to some of the songs in my album, you can tell there's a big difference in the, in the sound and maybe even some of the sound quality of some of the instruments. Huh. Well, I mean, you have to start somewhere and that's how, as you mess with things and as you mm -hmm. experiment, that's when you find your footing. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's, it's really bad or anything. Um, because like when I heard it the other day, my, you know, sometimes my kids ask, like, I'll be like, Hey, what do you want to listen to in the car? And they'll be like, let's listen to your music, dad. I'm like, Oh, um, that's the um, highest praise. Yeah. So like, I heard um, a couple of those first songs for the first time in a long time. I was like, oh, you know, I, I still enjoy hearing this, so it can't be that bad. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. And so, of course, the, I guess it's the, uh, the big album coming out would be your Legend of Zelda album, right? Would you say mm -hmm. that like your, your big project? Yeah, that's, um, you know, as I said, I kind of have to be focused. So, um, you know, with and then just get let myself get a little bit distracted. Um, <laughs> but um, I could, you know, I didn't think I could really do all the projects I wanted to do all at once. So I chose to do this because, sorry, um, uh, 
the like that's where I'm getting the traction from is like not only do I, I love the the community that I'm getting involved with like whether it be Twitter or Instagram or, or mm-hmm. whatever um, but these are actually the songs that are are working you know like if you if you if you can see the numbers like on my original music that's a lot harder to like get out there you know so I decided to do this first and then like in the future maybe I'll do like a pop cover album instrumental you know and then do like an instrumental originals um you know but this first um because I'm also <laughs> it also uh accelerates my um my process when I have a framework to work with like I'm like okay I'm gonna do these songs um and you know then I just have to figure out how I'm gonna do them um, whereas when it's original, it's just like, well, um, no, wait, wait for a song to appear, and I don't know where this is going because I don't know when I'm going to produce 12 or 15 songs of original music. Uh, and I do have a lot of those started, um, but you know um, that, that you kind of have to. The process is different on a on a cover than it is on originals. What? made you fall in love with the legend of zelda series to begin with um well i think um you know like i said i you know i started like um experiencing that when i was really young so part of it is nostalgia that just brings me back to it you know and then throughout my life you know just uh here and there you know i'd I'd, uh, experience in a different way you know ocarina of time like it just such uh, catchy music like there's so much good music in that game um, you know that came out far f- long time after um, like my experience with the NES you know um, but um, yeah that you know it just like periodically like I would spend some time with people that like had the right system at the right time with the right games and uh, get it temporarily reignited and then I'd go get distracted again and you know and just re- keep returning to it over over my life I guess um but um I think I had another point to that um uh yeah I mean like I said fantastic music um starting with Koji Kondo but um some of the newer games have other composers uh sometimes reiterating some of his music and then writing some of, and then you know like I don't I don't know who did Breath of the Wild but that's just so wildly different musically than the other ones but I mean I still still appreciate what the music does for the game because it's kind of like um environmental in a way like you just mm-hmm. hear this or something it's just like it's it's not a song it's like something that like uh it's like a garnishment like um to the game it's what well, then you run into a talus or something and it's like it's obviously a song but um it's just uh, a, a, a different approach to it, you know. It's not like Ocarina yeah. of Time. You're here, and then you hear Gerudo Valley play, and then and then you're over there, and you hear Hyrule Field play. Um, it's a little different. I like whenever you're riding a horse in Breath of yeah. the Wild. I, uh-huh. That is yeah. such clever music. Uh-huh. I feel Very like nice. I can sense the gallop yeah. in that song. And I looked at the composer. Please forgive me if I mispronounce this gentleman's name. Hajime Wakai? That sounds pretty close. 
I'm so sorry. And uh, Manaka, Karaoka, Yasuki, Iwata, they were also involved. Okay. I think I've heard of the name Iwata before on Zelda mm -hmm. stuff. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, you know, I guess my third my third point, like why I like Legend of Zelda is also the story. You know, I think everybody, that's what draws most people in is the story. Do you have a favorite Zelda game or are they all your favorite? Hmm. I know. Pick, I like, picking your I favorite kid. Yeah, right. Right. Um, I, I, I don't have a favorite game. Um. <laughs> um you know, I think um, just because of what Wind Waker is tied to, you know, like uh, my best friend uh, that I was rooming with, you know, just a lot of our interactions with that. And then like my wife playing it, like like uh, our interactions over that. I think uh, it's going to be a, uh, an unpopular choice with some people out there, but I mean, you know, as, as far as their favorite, but like um, I think I have the most... Like, I don't want to say nostalgia in this time because it wasn't that long ago. Mm -hmm. But like the most good feelings about, I guess. Um, although you know, Ocarina of Time has its its own um, feeling as well. But I don't. I, I I just think the graphics improved with the GameCube and um, being you know, uh, since I played a lot of PC games, you know, that obviously is going to catch my attention. Um, so uh, a lot of things combined, and and just such good music in that game. Like I, I there's so many songs from that game I love, and um, that was one of the songs I was gonna include on the album, but I just didn't finish it. Was um, Dragon Roost Island? Oh, <laughs> and, yeah. But it was, and it, you know, it's it's a different feel from most of the other part of the album, and and a lot because um, I, I was kind of using the whole orchestra on that kind mm -hmm. of. Um, so it sounded very different than most of the other songs. So, I mean, I don't mind not including it there. I think I might put it out as a single later after I finish it. Um, but yeah, just so much good music on there. I, I mean, just the main that. theme, a man. Like, oh my so gosh, when you start that game, yeah. and that Celtic opening, yeah. so I mean, I like that, that, that makes me feel something every time I hear that song. And then um, there's the... Um, the YouTuber, uh, I think he's still actually making videos, but it was a long time ago he made this video when he was like 17 or something. Um, uh, it's called Wind Waker Unplugged. Uh, his name was, his YouTube name is like Freddy Greddy or something. Freddy Greddy, I don't remember how do you pronounce it, but he's like Swedish or Finnish or something. I don't know. But um, he started with drums and he played two parts on like the nylon string guitar and then he played like three different kinds of flutes or something like that like an irish like irish flute uh, or tin whistle whatever you want to call mm -hmm. it penny whistle um and then like a pan flute and an accordion and a ton of different parts you know those split screen things it's just incredible oh. work um and like even you know some of those covers are really good and everything but you don't feel the same way but his version like so good i Highly love those it. oh my gosh like a one-man band but he was uh -huh. able to combine it all yeah. like that i've always wanted to do one of those do it Aaron. come yeah. on why are you holding well, out I mean, on us 
Yeah, <laughs> kids throw a spanner in the works there. But I mean, once <laughs> once my youngest goes to school, maybe I'll think about it again. How many more years till he has to go to school? Well, he was in preschool before the lockdown. Um, oh, okay. So, but that was like pre preschool because he was three, so it was kind of like a, yeah, not true preschool. But um, so I mean, he should be able to go to kindergarten soon-ish um, if they actually have kindergarten. Oh man, I I don't know how teachers are doing it this year. I do know a lot of teachers, and uh, it doesn't sound like fun. Uh, my mom taught for thirty-three years. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> she loved it, though. Some people yeah. just love it. And she taught kindergarten and she talks about they still love you. And I'll, I'll, I will ask her every so often, what do you do? You miss your job? She goes, yeah, I miss the kids. I, I miss their sweetness. <laughs> yeah, my um, my in-laws were both teachers as well. And my, my father-in-law actually taught high school choir and he was very good at it. And like, so he's just loved all over town. Like people, you know, if they don't know me, then they know him. And, you know, it's, it's a good. Oh, connection. so do, do y'all connect a lot over music? Because he. Um, not as much as you'd think. Um, Cause they're, they're more like choral and, and um, you know, their, their family kind of is their own music group kind of. So it's. A partridge you know, family. I I, yeah. I, I, I don't, I don't just like break into it and like start singing you know it's like oh they're doing their thing some song i've never heard before and they're doing a four-part harmony and i, I don't know what to oh do my with gosh um, but i mean if we worked on a song together we could do it but um i don't think i was ever as disciplined vocally as they were because you know because they're more like in that um choral you know choir scene you know like um, all those choir kids would you know like in not just choir but in the higher ensembles or whatever you want to mm -hmm. call them um they would be a little they would do like a lot of vocal exercises and and get really good at what they're doing and i was never at that level you know i was just more like i'm gonna sing some rock songs you know <laughs> <laughs> and you don't you know it's good to do vocal exercises no matter what you do but you don't have to you know you can sound you can sound terrible and still make give music sometimes you know you know um, i'm sure steven tyler like with his um uh what do you call it chain smoker voice like maybe he does do vocal exercises i don't know but you know i mean he has an amazing voice but um but you know there's a lot of singers that are pretty iconic that you know don't sound like you think they would sound if they like were trying to go for that you know i'm picturing you guys doing a sister act <laughs> ensemble <laughs> turn in a little rock and roll yeah. hey i could pull up the electric fun. guitar and do some heavy distortion I, to that i don't i, I don't know if funny. they'd be into that though oh maybe <laughs> <laughs> it's kind of like choir yeah you could just say you're yeah. helping um there's a lady in the witness protection program and you're helping her out. <laughs> yeah. No, I, I think that would be fun um, to do that kind of thing. I think we just have, we both have to shift our styles of music and combine. And I mean, that would be cool, but um, now we kind of live up a little farther apart and that would be a little more difficult. Um, her brother's um, in like in Montana. So, yeah. But it's, um, 
it's hard being away from family. I, I mean, my family lives pretty close to me, but sometimes I think, oh, I'd love to leave the state, but yeah. I'm sure there are challenges. You know, there's no perfect place. Wherever you go, you're going to find something that irritates you, I guess. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's true. But I want to talk about the process of composing and your upcoming album. So do you just have an idea for a song or do you get inspiration from anything? What helps you? Um, now, are we talking about cover songs? Like, oh, uh, cover song. anything you'd like. Would you like to talk about um, the original songs first or would you like to talk about cover songs? Well, um, I could kind of compare and contrast, I guess. Okay. Like I would this, like uh, that. The process, the process of a cover song, uh, doing cover song is different than like just making a song. Um, I mean, sometimes. <laughs> um, yeah. So when I'm doing an original song, I'll often just do thing on piano that I was, you know, like I was trying to think of some like different patterns of things to do at some point, and I started doing these interesting things on piano. Um, and I was like, oh, this sounds good. Like I'll just add, add this choir here and, and um, uh, this uh, double bass or something, you know. And, uh, you know, I really like the sound of that. And that's, you know, I just kind of go where the wind takes me, you know, when I'm doing that kind of thing. And sometimes you have to think real hard and, and, and really dig deep to, to figure out how to finish that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Whereas um, with the Legend of Zelda song, I kind of, I you know, I'll listen to it. And if if anybody's listening to my music out there, um, they'll they'll notice. May, maybe you should all pause it and go um, listen to like Surya song or Song of Storms for, for specifically, um, because I I wouldn't have covered either of those songs as you know in this this you know as they were in like Ocarina of Time you know like uh, really like fast and peppy, you know that's not really my style. So like um, I. <laughs> You know, I slowed those down. Like that's kind of what I heard in my head. Is like, let's try this slow and dramatic. And with Surya's song specifically, you know, a lot of people connect with that one because it's it's Surya's song or Lost Woods, however you want to um, say that one. And uh, but it's like for a lot of people, it feels like nostalgic or or uh, sad or you know. Uh, and um, uh, one of the benefits of um, being on Spotify, for example, is I can go into Spotify, Spotify for Artists, uh, my Spotify for Artists account, and see, I can't see everything, but like uh, maybe two-thirds of the playlists will come through, mm -hmm. and I can see what playlists they add me to. And like some of these playlists are so specific. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, like I, I don't want to, I don't want um, to, uh, well, okay, some of them are, aren't even safe for work, but, um, <laughs> uh, oh my God. <laughs> yeah. just people say some of the weirdest things. It's, it's really entertaining. So I, I like almost daily, I look through and see what people have added my songs to, but, um, one in particular that caught my attention and I see it from time to time because I keep listening to sur like a serious song, um, <clears throat> uh, I don't want to put the name on there just in case they want their privacy, but I'll just say um, the name in the playlist is uh, Ashley. 
Let's just say that. And then I'm just going to throw that in there so hmm. it's, it's anonymous, right? Gotcha, uh, gotcha. So, okay, so the playlist is would be called with that name replaced. Gotcha. Uh, it's, it's me and Ashley, but it's not 2018 anymore, and it makes me sad. <laughs> and oh. it's like, wow, that's like a whole story. I want to dig into that, you know? Like, like I'm inventing a whole story in my brain, you know? Wow, like there's some, like, like I want to give these people awards sometimes. Um, but anyway, that kind of gives me feedback, you know, I kind of see what people are thinking. Um, um, but uh, so, so that's one approach I use sometimes, like if it's a, a fast song, I might slow it down. Or my, I might just interpret it a different way or um, uh, for example, some of those like Ocarina of Time or or uh, the mobile games or um, or handheld, that's what I should say, handheld games or um, some of the ones with more simplistic music, the the challenge and, and the pleasure is to embellish it and, and transform it into something bigger and greater, grander. Um, so I, that doesn't really tell you the process that kind of gives you like the mindset of this is what I can do. Mm -hmm. um, but I might just, I might just listen to it and say, you know, um, this would you, this part would be good for piano, you know, and I might change my mind later, but I might just, cause I, I'm going to have to play it. So I have to learn it anyway, like great fairy fountain. I mean, like you have to figure out how to, it's a, there's a big stretch in there. So, um, uh, figuring out how to play that and then um, deciding later that I want to use a uh, cello with the spiccato, the beep, 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 you know, um, again, if you listen to my music, you know, you'll, you'll know what I'm talking about because Great Fairy Fountain's out there. I love that um, one. That's such a cool take on it. Yeah, thanks. Like there's three different cello articulations in there, I think. There's the spiccato, well, I, I kind of, um, used it improperly, but you know, in, like I tried to use a harp sound for that beginning part uh, of Great Fairy Fountain, but it sounded better with the cello pizzicato. Um, so if you listen to that, you can um, think about that next time. Then um, I just have to switch it to spiccato, and then it's like the and then uh, and then I just use the legato, the you know, the regular cello later on in it um so that was kind of fun to try to explore that instrument in that way um and then just use the piano as the embellishment instead of the other way around because i think most people put the piano as the as the main part and then use some other instrument as the embellishment or or um or whatever uh, so you know that you know i just i try to i try to make it make my songs in a way they haven't been made before mm -hmm. because I've listened to a lot a lot of of cover songs um and while I've enjoyed them like I want to be different so um uh so I'll just try to move things around and um so I mean learning those parts is the first the first step obviously and then Sometimes I'll write things down in a way where I can see the structure of it, you know, like maybe I'll put the chord progressions in in line so I, I know what I'm doing, like uh, in the grand, grand scheme of things instead of just like um, 
the uh, I'm just playing through it, I guess. Um, mm -hmm. Then um, you know, just um, and especially now over the past year, like doing this, like I can kind of hear like, oh, I think I would like to hear a cello there, or maybe I would like to hear these kind of strings there, or the piano, or um, whatever, or maybe like the nylon string guitar sounds better, or <clears throat> any number of things. Like, I mean, in, in Kakariko Village is a good example of like, um, you know, really, because I, you know, I started it completely different, you know, um, I had to change instruments in and out a bunch of times before I was happy with what was there. And I ended up with, um, you know, some mandolin and some and some nylon string guitar and some and even threw in that choir in there, you know. And that's a unique that. twist because that yeah. is usually just a like an acoustic guitar. Yeah, it's just like a, a a a country folky sounding yes song. Yeah. I have to say, when I heard your version of "Song of Healing," it just <laughs> that that song just it it's sad in the game, but whenever you're playing the game, I think you're also so distracted by your mission. So the songs, oh, wow, this is a nice song. But to actually listen to a cover like yours and focus, that's that's what I'm focusing on is the song. I'm not on a quest. It just, uh, what is your, I would love to know your interpretation of that song because the song of healing is, it's melancholic to me, but it's also hopeful in a way. I, uh, to me, it feels kind of feels kind of like a, a a dark song to me, at least at the beginning. Um, yeah, it does kind of feel more hopeful, like as it goes along, and mm -hmm. it kind of starts to rise, and, and and yeah, it does kind of feel different in that part. Uh, there's going to be somebody knocking on my door in a second. Um, <laughs> Mr. Famous <laughs> so, over here. Yeah, they'll they'll just knock and walk away. They're just going to drop off some eggs for me. Um, oh, how nice! Yeah, you have a you have a cuckoo cuckoo <laughs> dropping yeah, off some right. eggs. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, no, it's nice. It's one of the perks of living in a small town. Um, I grew up with this guy, and he now delivers food to like restaurants and a bunch of things. And I'm his only egg customer. He it's his chickens. He uh, uh, just puts the eggs in the cartons and gives me the eggs. So, oh well, nice you need fresh. to go get them to up so they can refrigerate. Oh no, you certainly uh, can't. No, he'll he'll just leave them right there. They'll be they'll be <laughs> they'll be safe. Um, fresh chicken eggs actually last longer than you imagine. But oh. um, that's another topic. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, I could talk about health all day too. But uh, um, yeah, we were talking about song of healing. Um, one second. There we go. Hey, sir. Um, <laughs> um, yeah. Um, so another thing is like uh, sometimes there will be a song like that. And um, so that's one of the songs I stuck pretty close to the piano part. I hear a screaming child. <laughs> um, I might have to go back there. Uh, <clears throat> but um, I kept the piano part pretty close to the original, but I added some extra bits to it like um uh, uh the way i may i don't know i'd have to look at it again but um like i actually like 
you know, I have it written down, but, um, but yeah, I try to make it my own. Like there, I've, I just heard too many covers where it's like identical to the original version and, and I don't feel yeah. good about that. So, I mean, it's okay. I, I'm not judging anybody. Um, I don't want it to come across that way, but like, that's, that's not me. Um, like I, I want to be as original as possible when, when possible. Um, so, uh, yeah, I try to put my own twist on things, but every once in a while, like I, I didn't really feel like I wanted to change that song that much. You know, I thought it was, it should be pretty close to the original on that one. Yeah, it, it's, oh gosh, I just, the whole, the whole theme of Majora's Mask is summed up in that song. <laughs> it's so, it's so good at tugging at the heartstrings and... I also love Zelda's Lullaby. Just so soothing, so beautiful. I love that one. Thanks. Yeah, that's one of the ones I was struggling with. Um, <clears throat> just to get it the way I wanted, you know. Now, I'm sure if somebody heard the old version, they'd be like, oh, I love that. That's fine the way it is. But I was I was struggling with it. Anyway, um, but like I, I didn't do too much music for Majora's Mask, but... Um, one of the other ones from Majora's Mask on the album that, uh, you know, a few people that's heard it, um, Oath to Order. Yeah, I, um, and one of the things I found myself doing in like the last five songs maybe is like, I'll take a break from the song and I'll write like a cello part, you know, mm -hmm. like I just find myself doing that and I'm like, should I, should I actually be writing a cello part right now? I don't know. But that's kind of like I'll write my own part in there and then go back to the song just just to break it up a little bit because Oath to Order is one of those ones that's repetitive um, and you kind of have to you know uh, make it interesting with I mean like I love it as it is but if you're gonna listen to the same thing over and over again you gotta make it interesting but I think that was the first one that I really just wrote a completely new part for um, that wasn't like in the original song. And that adds so much to it. That part is so strong in the game. And it was really cool to hear your interpretation of it. I think it strengthened it even more. Yeah, thanks. I, oh, gosh, I love Majora's Mask. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. And didn't one of your, did one of your kids dress up as Majora? No. Um, uh, Lincoln's been dressing up as like Breath of the Wild Link, he's saying specifically. Mm -hmm. uh, and sometimes he'll say Skyward Sword Link. But um, my daughter has a Princess Zelda dress, and my oldest son has um, some Link stuff, but he doesn't really fit in it um, completely anymore. But uh, he still has this huge Master Sword and, and Shield out in the oh, backyard. Oh, so cute. So. Okay, I think it might. I follow a lot of Zelda people on Twitter and around Halloween, yeah. there were all these adorable costumes.